Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast, full of choice tracks. I'm Damon. I'm Brandon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right, folks, this is side A of the record. This is where we pick a topic and we pick our choice tracks that we think goes with that topic. Uh, So I don't know about you, but I watch TV and I have a lot of shows. I have too many shows that I watch. My wife is like glued to the TV. She's got a list that I haven't even seen. She'll watch shows without me, and I miss them all. But uh, when I was a kid, I, I used to be able to watch the shows I liked because I had more time in my hands. And uh, there is always a theme song, or there better be, or it ain't a good show. Um, so my my uh, my pick is basically our, our theme for today. Your your favorite theme song for your for a TV show that you really liked or you didn't like. Maybe you just like the song. I don't know. But there is a, uh, a show, a little show called The Wonder Years. And this is something that came on, I think it was late yeah. 80s, right? No? <laughs> was it late 80s? Early yes. 90s? Sounds about right. The Wonder Years, but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was just a little tyke. Uh, and, you know, I could relate to the characters on the show because I think we we're close to the same age. Um but that that was such a great show, and I didn't know at the time. But so my my pick, my song is from Joe Cocker. I saw him live. Uh, this was like in 2014, I think, and he opened up for Huey Lewis in the News. Really good show to go see. Um, sadly, Joe Cocker died that summer that I saw him play. So I think that was just magical to be able to see. An artist that I had been listening to a lot growing up. Um, I didn't realize that Joe Cocker was singing, like, his first hit was, like, a Beatles song. So he did a cover um, with, a help, with a little help from my friends. And... So that's my that's my pick, and uh, I love that song. That's a great theme song for that show. Uh, carries it very well. He did two Beatles covers, actually. He did another one on another album right after his first album came out. Um, but uh, yeah, so with a little help from my friends was my pick. I love that show. I sometimes will rewatch it. I'll go back and just rewatch old shows over again. <laughs> I don't know if you guys do that, but I love doing that. And uh, man, that's a that's a good one. I don't know if they. I think they uh, they redid the Wonder Years with a with a different family. So it looks like a black family, and that you know the original was like a white family in the '60s, and then I think it was a different decade, like the '80s or something like that. Um, yeah. So they're yeah. trying to yeah they try to change it up, which is cool. Um, I watched a little bit of it. I didn't watch that much of it because it wasn't the same for me. Um, I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it it wasn't like the same as when I was a kid watching the show relating to the, you know, what he was going through. Not really because it was the 60s, <laughs> but they did a good job of bringing you into that world, even though it was like a lot, you know, the people were a lot different in the 60s than when I was growing up, you know, the 80s and the, you know, the 90s, early 90s. So, but, uh, hey, what y'all think? Do you got, you guys, have you guys listened to a lot of Joe Cocker? So I, I've listened to a lot of Joe Cocker. I, I've always liked his voice. Um, I think this is an example of a cover that I think is better than the original. 
Um, I, yeah. I, prefer, I prefer this version by far. And definitely when you hear this song, and if you grew up watching Wonder Years, the, the two are synonymous with each other. Like they're intertwined for me. Like immediately, I think yeah. of the, the TV show. Um, which might not be fair to the song, but I immediately right. think Wonder Years. Um, but no, I think, I think the song is great. Joe Cocker is great. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's an excellent choice. And, and, um, you know, you have a good TV theme song when you immediately think of, of the TV show. Yeah, it fits really well. It's just like they, they hit it right on the, hit the nail on the head with that one, man. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I, yeah, I've always liked his voice. I, I, I love the backup singers on this song. Um, just, it's, it's a great tempo. Uh, I really dig it. Awesome. Um, I like, I definitely love the song. I definitely love the fact that I can connect with the song because, you know, have a little help for your friends. Like everybody needs help. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those that's timeless. You can listen to it now. You can listen to it 20 years from now and you still get the same feel from it. The soul is coming out of it. I love this rendition of it. I also love the fact that I get the complete imagery of the Wonder Years flashing through my head as I hear the song. So Absolutely. I'm literally looking at Mini Driver, or was it a Mini Driver or a Mini Cooper? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking along, you see the slow mo of her turning her hair and flipping it back and forth. And, and, Wait, and Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper. That's it. Yeah. Not beating out. Mini Driver, Winnie right. Cooper. <laughs> They're probably the same person. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Winnie Cooper. <laughs> and, um, you know, all of the, all of the antics he went through in his mind trying to, to make everything work and his older brother being a douche and, and, and the family, you know, trying to make it through the hard times or whatever was going on. So it, it definitely is like an image that's burned in my head. The names I'm bad with, but, but the images are still there. So yeah, definitely a great pick. Great show. I was, I was definitely a Kevin Arnold. I wasn't a Wayne. The older, mean brother. Yeah. So I, I, I like the song. It, it was, it was really good. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I, how I feel about it being a cover. I mean, it, it's good. And for sure. Yeah. It does remind you of the, uh, of the show. I, I, I didn't watch the show that much. I only saw like well, maybe a season and a half of it. Um, so that, that's, that was just my family. We just start shows and then not, not finish them. Oh, you gotta um, go back to that one, man. Yeah. yeah. So the, the interesting thing is, and, and don't, I don't know why it, cause, but like, I do like the song, but I kind of sometimes confuse this song with Lean on Me. Um, what? I, yeah, uh, is it Lean on Me or the, there's a song where it's like, you know, uh, you know, I might ha- just have a problem that you don't understand. Yeah. Lean on me. Right. So, yeah. Yes. So I don't know. It, it, but yeah, this song for sure is, is iconic and yeah, I like it. But yeah, I know. I, I think you probably you get confused because of the message. Yeah. That is it, it? Okay. Okay. I was about to say not yeah. the actual track itself. Cause I'm like, not the actual so track the, itself, but yeah, the yeah, message. Two itself. completely different tracks, but it good that you bring that up because both tracks have several renditions of them each. Right. And so it's like, yeah, everybody has a, has something that they could go through and like and, and, and pick which version of the song that they like, but the song themselves. Oh, it's great. So I'm um, that's that's actually a interesting point you bring up. So yeah. So nice. Nice. Well, we'll have to spotlight the other song you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Which song did you listen to, Taz? Did you listen to a different song? 
I'm just you know, kidding, man. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I uh, definitely watched the Wonder Years all the way through. Um, find it on, I don't know, Hulu or something. I think it's available somewhere. But, yeah. uh, we, you know, Go ahead. Oh, no. Well, I was going to say the other thing I was going to say that the scene I always get confused uh, between Wonder Years is the, the ET and Wonder, because ET has the scene that's like, um, uh, uh, ET has a scene that's very similar to the Star Trek scene in Wonder Years, I think, but I can't remember. But maybe I'm wrong. You know what throws me off? Go ahead. Go. <laughs> yeah, this, I was just thinking, like, I, I'm not going to make that comparison with ET, but I will say this. One Years reminds me of a, like, summer version of A Christmas Tale. A Christmas Story. <laughs> a Christmas Story, yeah. yeah. By the way that, that the story is told and the narrator and the voice. and It's like, yeah, those have similar things in the back of my mind. I don't know well, why. And, and there's another actress in that show in one of the episodes, uh, or maybe a couple, Selene, Selene Mufry from uh, Punky Brewster. Um, and that's when she started getting older. She actually, um, you know, she, I think she was like 16 on the show. She played like a love interest for the episode. But yeah, there's a lot of like cameos and stuff that I really li- liked on that show too. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Joe Cocker is like awesome. Though. And that's, that's a great song. I think he did a really good, ver- get, really good job of taking a Beatles song and making it awesome, which is not easy. So, right. But great live show. Yeah. Rest in peace, Joe Cocker. So, so who's, uh, who's, who's got a, who, who wants to go next? I don't care who it is. <laughs> Spin the bottle. Um, they played that a lot on that show too. Like cheesy sixties, you know, like, you know, spin the bottle or whatever. But, uh, yeah. So who, uh, who's got a good pick? You decide, man. You're running the show. I'm letting you guys pick. <laughs> You're letting us nice pick. Yeah. Just Not at the This is a dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. down. Well, Taj, what you got, buddy? Uh, what do I got? Um, so I picked the theme song. Um, and I, I'll say the reason why I picked this theme song, there's a lot of good theme songs. Don't get me wrong. The main reason why I picked this one is because this theme song, I listened so much and it's, it was one of the only theme songs that have ever caused me to actually look up who the artist was that sung the song to find her music. Okay. And so and that, I don't, that speaks of volumes to me. The other thing is like, um, this theme song is off of, a a show that was on a streaming service where you can skip the intro, never skip the intro at all. Like every time we watch an episode, you listen to the whole theme song because it just gets you, it gets you prepped for it. And so the artist I picked was uh, Regina Spector. And the song I pick is you got time. Waiting on you. And uh, that's the theme song for Orange is the New Black. And yeah, that song just rocks. Like it, it gets you in the mindset. It was originally written for the show. Um, I didn't realize uh, she, uh, Regina, uh, had, um, had was approached by the creator of the show. And uh, this is actually the second time she'd written a theme song for a show that the, that the, uh, 
person made. She actually previously did little boxes on the show Weeds. So uh, that was Regina Spector as well. So this is her, her second theme song to do. But yeah, it's yeah, it's just like a heavy guitar, you know, just, you know, it speaks to what the, the show is. And then the, the title sequence that cut is cut in is like it's that is memorable because it's like super close ups of uh, all the actors. You know, you see their eyes, you see their lips, you know, it, and then you see like parts of the prison. But yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> I just love the song. <laughs> so, yeah. What did what do you guys think? I thought it was great. I, th- I really like that show. Um, and I, I first when I first started listening to it, when you had mentioned what your song was, I was kind of like, oh wow, why does it sound so familiar? <laughs> and then because uh, I had watched, you know, Origins: The New Black over and over again, and uh, you know, every season, you know, it was great and really good show really good act. like the last season was kind of you know fell short a little bit for me but um i think that happens a lot you know but the music always holds strong i think if there's a, there's a good theme song like this one uh yeah you can keep a show going keep it running that's that's a big for me that's a big part of it i think if it doesn't have a good theme song if you can't get excited about that show you're about to watch and like sing along with it like i'll do that if it's a good show i'm i'm like singing the song as it comes on <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely a big part of it. And then the soundtrack, of course, if it has good music in it, lots of good, lots of really good shows. Uh, over the last 20, 25 years for me, I've had like really good music in the show too, and it definitely makes scenes and everything. But yeah, that was, that was spot on. And I love weeds too, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and I I was I I don't think I ever knew that she was the one that did that song. I do like the song. I think the song is good, and I think it fits the uh, the show. You know the what the show is about. It I think it works perfectly. Um, I I never knew who she was until she did had some songs or did some songs for Five Hundred Days of Summer. That was my introduction to her. Um, so when when you mentioned that song and then I saw her name, I'm like oh okay, I put two and two together. So I think I I must actually like her as an artist because I really <laughs> like the songs for Five Hundred Days of Summer that. She she did and and i like that song too so i'm kind of surprised i haven't really you know invested some time into into listening to her um yeah and uh yeah definitely when like i i never i don't think i knew the name of the song from uh orange is a new black so you know when you said it i'm like wait what so as soon as i typed it in i'm like oh okay i know exactly where that's from um i do believe that i probably skipped the <laughs> the uh the title sequences after a while because i'm like okay that shaves a minute or so off the show Time is money. Um, anyway, but yeah, no, it's, it's a good song. And, you know, for the most part, I like the show. I never watched the final season. I realized that as soon as you picked that song and I realized where it was from, I'm like, wow, I never did finish. I should maybe one day go back and do that. So. It's, it's good and bad that you didn't see it. Well, I kind of felt like that even the season, uh, like season prior to the final one, I felt like it was losing right. some steam, but, um, but it's still, it was still a good show and definitely very memorable characters and a, a very memorable theme song. So yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> good. <laughs> that was a great pick, man. Um, the way that it rocks out from the beginning, but it, it's like, a, it's like a sultry rock. 
You know what I'm saying? It's, it's got a smoothness to it. It's not like all in your damn face. And I'm and it's like, it's something that's catchy. And I know I skipped it because I binge watch. So anytime I can skip over to the next episode without having to go through the credits, I'm going to do that. But, you know, specifically for the podcast, I came back and listened to it. I went through the song all the way through. I was happy with it. So I was like, yeah, it's good songwriting, good good tone in the voice. Everything actually works out. And I love Weeds, too. That was one of my favorite shows. I love that all the way through. So, man, yeah, top out to you. That was actually a, good, a pretty good pick. I'm not going to lie. That was a good one. So do you and know it fits if- along with your theme of, of writing for women. So, yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> goes right there, Todd. You're not problem. Right. My bad, Damon. Go ahead. Oh, you're all good. Uh, I was going to say, do you know anybody? Does anybody know if uh, it's the same director or writers on, on both shows, Weeds and then Orange is the New Black? Because Orange is the New Black was created by Netflix, Netflix production, right? Which, they like, backed it. It's a Netflix show. Which is it, the show creator was uh, Jenica or J-E-N-J-I and then last name Cohen, K-O-H-A-N. That was the show creator for Orange is the New Black. I'm pretty sure she did Weeds as well, because I, I know that name. Yeah, that sounds familiar. So, yeah, that's that definitely is cool that they had, like, you know, the, the same art musical artists do, like, the songs. That's, yeah. that's why I was thinking, like, oh, maybe because a lot of collaboration happens with music and, like, film and TV. And if you have, like, gr- lots of times it feels like there's, like, groups of people that work on the same things because they liked working with that person. Yeah. So that's that's a, that's a cool vibe. Yeah. And they're both they both have like the one's Netflix and one's what like Showtime or what's Weed Showtime or HBO or something. Yeah. Like that's not, yeah. yeah. So yeah, and it, and so th- there was I had found a like a quote or saying that said that when she was writing Orange Is the New Black, she was listening to a lot of her music, and uh, she was like, "I need this person to do the theme song." <laughs> so it's like, okay, <laughs> it, it it just kind of like because. I know that happens a lot because, like, even with like Star Wars, like you know, it, George Lucas listened to a lot of you know the planets by, Bert, and then you know asked John Williams to take certain parts of that to make the Star Wars theme. So that happens a lot. You know? Yeah, <laughs> what I want because this is why I wrote to. <laughs> Well, one of my, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my, uh, um, my music, musical friends through South by Southwest, uh, Jenny Owen Young, she did a song on Weeds too. Mm. And yeah, that, that came out pretty well. But yeah, that show is pretty, that show was, that show took me to a place where I was like, wow, uh, this is what's going on if you, you know, decide you want to quit your job and <laughs> make some money another way, or if you're, you're stuck in a corner. Uh, right. So. Yeah. Is it hemp soap? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh cool. Cool. What you got, so, Dietrich? Oh uh, me? A little yeah. bit. Oh, uh, okay. So I got a song that is by uh, one kind of quirky character. Um his name is John Sebastian. Um John Sebastian wrote a song that uh, was one of those carefree kind of songs, and uh, it, it kind of took off as a whirlwind for him. And uh, man, I'm a household name when it got signed onto a TV show that I used to watch back in the day. Um, it was on before my time, but I, actually, I was born during the time that it was on. But I watched a lot of the rerun. Um, so you know, I, I definitely love this show. It's a 
about a, a guy who graduates from a high school, comes back to the high school as a teacher and is tasked to teach a bunch of deviants. Um, a bunch of guys called the Sway Hogs is basically an unruly bunch. And he actually makes them learn in school and will care about school where nobody else is able to do it. And it's about a show called Welcome Back Carter. But the song itself is called Welcome Back. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. And uh, you wrote this song, um, what was it like summer of '69 uh, or so? And so uh, he actually, you know, put together. And he's been in a couple of bands and everything. He's most known for this song, but also for mistakenly performing at Woodstock. Um, and I say mistakenly because he literally just went there as a spectator and, um, one of the, uh, one of the concert managers needed an acoustic section and they didn't have anybody there. And somebody said, Hey, this guy sings. And so they brought him up on stage and he actually performed at Woodstock and, and wasn't even on the ballot to do so. So. That's just like the most notable form of thing. But um, the song is called Welcome Back. It's one of those easygoing songs uh, that welcomes you back into the fold or wherever you've been or however you've been. Um, some, it's like, you know, leaving a place and then coming back and, and having the same warm feeling when you get back because, you know, somebody cares about you. And, um, you know, it's one of those like good, good tone songs that fits good in the heart. And the show itself, you know, on the Sweat Hogs and, and how they treated Mr. Carter and Cotter, excuse me, Cotter and, uh, everything that was, that was going on within the show was just funny as hell. And a bunch of good actors came out of that group. So what do y'all think about the song? So I, I'll, I'll go first because I probably have to lease this thing. Um, I, I've never seen the show. I know of the show. I might have seen some clips of it, but I've never seen the show. I, I like the song um, for sure. Like, um, it's interesting because the the song it, it's kind of because and I I'm glad that you explained it because I was going to ask is it the song very much sets up that premise of like he left this place and he's coming back like and and so I wondered if he graduated from the high school that he's teaching at which you said he did so yeah. and you know and the song properly conveys that you know because it's kind of from the point of view of of the kids because they're like hey we're stuck here and this guy came back here like there must be something here that he likes you know whereas we don't want to be here but yeah yeah, there's something that that he likes so but yeah um yeah i liked it for sure so and yeah i'll I'll let that go Cool, cool. All right, give me else. Come on, everybody else. Come on, hit me with it. Well, I'll I'll, I'll jump in. Um, I I definitely know the song. I've heard the song uh, multiple times. And but you know what's what's interesting is like I don't remember if I ever watched a full episode of the show. Like I'm more familiar with it, I'm more familiar with who came out of the show, mm-hmm. and um and I am more familiar familiar with the song and the premise. But I honestly can't remember if I've seen an episode. I may have seen one or two growing up, but I, it was probably one of those things where I'm like, I don't know what this is, you know? So, um, doesn't mean it was bad. I mean, I, I probably, probably would enjoy it, especially it being a, you know, it was a pretty, it was a big show. It was popular. Um, so anyway, uh, but just on the song alone, the merit of the song, it's, it's cool. It's got a good vibe. You know, this is one of those kind of songs. 
that will definitely be on your your yacht rock, you know, your easy listing. And I think I've mentioned it before. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm totally down for some easy listing 70s rock for sure. Soft rock. It's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a good song. And I think it's interesting, like of all the songs so far that we've picked, you know, a lot of the theme songs for TV they, they were short, but like all the songs that we picked, well, we haven't talked about mine, but of all the songs that we picked so far, they all are like normal length songs, you know, that were definitely trimmed for TV. But I, I thought that was kind of fascinating. Yeah, that was definitely cool. The funny thing about this one is um, he came out with the song. He released it shortly as a single itself. And then because of the Woodstock performance and, and everybody referenced back to that, they decided to sign on with the TV show. But then they found out that the TV show was getting ready to like green light and be released in like two weeks. So they had to hustle in order to try and get his album out in order to coincide with the show. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good choice and definitely, you know, very memorable. Uh, you know, like, you know, it's a good a good TV theme song when you may have never seen the show, but you've heard the song. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. David, what you got, man? Yeah, this is this is like all 70s, right? This is a 70s show. Yeah, it was like ran from about 75 to 79. Uh, so like John Sebastian's like a 70s artist, right? 78. Uh, 60s going into 70s. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. Like I, I like a lot of the theme songs from shows from the 70s. I think a lot, like, isn't Bosom Buddies in the 70s? And, like, there's, uh, I think Head of the Class is kind of what this reminded me of from the 80s into the 90s. You guys ever watch Head of the Class? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Head of the Class, um, with a little touch of Boy Meets World with a whole lot of attitude and sweat. Yeah. And that's, if Sweeney was the main star instead of, uh, yeah, everybody else, it, it would be that. Yeah. It was definitely that time. Yeah. That's a good, it's like a good feeling, you know, like, this is definitely like uh, it's like happy shit, man. Like before I go to bed, I want to listen to fucking. I want to listen to Welcome Back. <laughs> I don't want to listen to Pantera before I go to bed. But yeah, this is like I watch the Golden Girls when I when I'm getting ready to go to sleep. You know, that's like one of my go tos. So that's like an older show. That's 80s, but like the classic hits, sitcoms and stuff. And I don't, so this, this, this is kind of for you, Brandon. Like, um, we've talked about shows. This is about like show, TV shows. And then like with the music too. Um, I don't know. Like, do you watch a lot of sitcoms or is it like maybe the older ones as opposed to the newer ones? Cause I think we were talking about sitcoms before. Yeah. And I think I watch more sitcoms now, like the newer ones, but yeah, I, I definitely don't watch too many sitcoms now. I mean, certainly growing up. My parents controlled the television. So uh-huh. whatever, whatever <laughs> yeah. they were watching, I was watching, which there were definitely quite a few sitcoms for sure. But you know, now that I'm in my forties and, and my TV is my TV, um, right. I don't probably watch too many sitcoms, especially new sitcoms. I'm, t- I, I can get on board with like some older ones, you know, for the nostalgia or because I think it's a really good show. But I, yeah, I would say I'm not a big, not the biggest sitcom fan, but there are still maybe a couple new ones I might watch, but usually they're not the most popular ones. Right. Yeah. And I get that. And there's just, there's so many shows out there. Do you think that the music in the older shows was definitely like better in a way where it like fit the show more? It almost like less engineered. You know what I mean? I, I would say it, for me personally, um, I think it's a missing art form for sure. Cause it seems like yeah. 
a lot of TV shows now just use pre-existing songs, like songs that already have been made. Or there's very, there's barely any of a theme song, you yeah. know? Like, like right. for example, Lost does not have a theme song, you know? Not really. <laughs> so, you know? Um, and then there's some really cool, you know, uh, synth music because that's popular again. Like Stranger Things has a really good theme, you know? So there's some good stuff out there but they definitely don't have that catchy jingle like the 80s shows did yeah yeah definitely and, you know like uh i found like shows are shorter now too seasons are shorter and like you said the music isn't as it's just not as like i don't know like thought out i'm not saying they don't think it out i mean obviously people are working on this stuff and there still are good theme songs but they're quick short like it just to me it seems more engineered like they pulled it out of a box like which one do you want today okay that's what we're going to use for the next five years yeah well, and who gives a shit <laughs> the, the 24 theme song made sense you know that okay, <laughs> much of a theme song <laughs> Well, how did it go? Can you can you hum it? It's just the clock ticking. <laughs> dun, dun, oh. dun, yeah, <laughs> like CSI. <laughs> no, but CSI. But see, that was that was them using a Who song, right? Like, yeah. it, like Who yeah. are you? The original. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something else. Then one of those FBI shows, or was just like the whole. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that still had a theme song. Is that, yeah, that was your theme song? That was Law and Order. Law you're singing Law and Order. Yeah. Uh, I'm still surprised <laughs> nobody picked the Golden Bears. <laughs> that was that's definitely iconic. I could have sworn that would have come up in the mix. Well, especially after Damon just told us he falls asleep to Golden Girls episodes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Golden Girl are you guys? <laughs> I'm oh, definitely. Oh. I'm probably Rose. <laughs> so I, I can confess something. I've never seen hardly any of Golden Girls. <laughs> because in my defense, that was not something my parents you. watched. How <laughs> so. dare you? Uh, I'm trying to tell you, man, the, 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 the theme song itself should have drawn you in just because. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know the song again. Yeah. It's an example of I know the song. I don't know the show very well. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Nah, it definitely was, was one of those iconic songs that nobody will be able to duplicate in that era of the situation. So, um, yeah, that's kind of awesome that nobody's done that. But it's also awesome of, of what we're talking about as far as like nowadays, because you have so many reality shows really doesn't have a need for a theme song. You would think they would, but they don't want to do that. They want to bypass the theme song and go straight to straight to the shenanigans, so to speak. To the drama. Yeah. <laughs> To the flat out BS drama is, is what they're, everybody's tuning in for. We don't, we don't care about the real lives. We always want to know who slept with who and who got to find out and who told somebody's big secret and who's catfishing who. And yeah, the yeah. worst one is right now for me because there's a lot of medical shows that are always, there's always one big medical show because everybody's yeah. got to see what's going on in the hospitals, you know. It's like uh, people dying left and right. But um, there was first it was ER, but now it's Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy has a great soundtrack all the time. They always have good music, but the show is just effing ridiculous, man. <laughs> like it, the scenarios are just off the chain, and I don't even want to go into it because it pisses me off every time. <laughs> 
Rob will be watching. My wife will be watching the show, and the episode just has another ridiculous situation, and then I'll just start talking about it, how much it pisses me off in the middle of the show, <laughs> and then she'll sh- she'll shut me up, and I'll have to go away. But uh, yeah, you're tired of that. I'm tired of naked and afraid. So we're in the same boat. Naked and afraid. <laughs> What's the soundtrack to Naked and Afraid? I couldn't even tell you. I really try not to watch that. That's one of the only shows my wife watches that doesn't involve murder of some sort. So <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of happy on that one. But yeah, it's, it's along the same lines. It's like TV shows today do not compare to the TV shows of old. It's just the theme songs themselves can attest to that. Right. Yeah. So I, I was going to ask, it, it, it's kind of a weird tangent, but whatever happened to shows and movies about schools? Because it used to be a big thing, like in this, you know, in the seventies, eighties, and then even the nineties, there was like, you know, you had dangerous minds, you had, you know, stand and deliver, you had like everything, you know, you know, Mr. Holland's opus, you know, everything was about high school, you know? And then like, there's like nothing in like the past 20 years about like teachers in schools. <laughs> yeah, really, really. And truly it's because all that shit came true. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Everything we were watching that they were showing, like the kids, you know, like graffiti on on the lockers and and, and shootings and 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 kids making out in the hallway and and you know all, all drugs being sold underneath you know tables and and left in lockers and all that shit. All that shit came true. So you're like, okay, if we portray it in schools, you know, everything's gonna come true. So we gotta stop. Okay. <laughs> At the very beginning of that sentence, you said whatever happened to, and I thought yeah. you were about to do the full house theme. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> whatever happened to predictability. Right. Man, the paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah, that was a great sound. That was a great one, too. So. <sighs> Man. But yeah, all that shit came true. So. <laughs> Had to stop. What was the last like great school movie? Like I'm, I'm complex because I'm thinking between like the substitute and uh or high school high. There were four substitute movies. High school high, how high? <laughs> like High School Musical was probably like the last one having to deal with school. I don't well, know. Unless you count Glee. My favorite's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's my favorite. Buffy. Yeah. Now 210 is partly in school. Yeah. You know, these 20 year olds running around as high schoolers. That, was, that shit was funny as hell. But it's um, probably Glee, right? Glee was the last high school show. That's yeah. Been. I would say probably Glee as well. Yeah. All right. So we got one more pick, right? Yes, we do. Okay. Who's left? Who's left? Do I wait for Do I wait for Damon to say who obviously it is? <laughs> I was that's I was trying to point it at Damon. Yeah. I don't know. Should I, Damon? Who should go next? <laughs> hey, oh, Damon, no, who's who's left? <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I have a second theme song. <laughs> I'm Brandon. Uh, Everybody All right. Should have one. Okay. So, um, yeah, when this theme was brought up, there were definitely a few that came to mind and, and I definitely probably listened to a lot more than I really needed to because I already kind of knew what a few of my favorite ones were going to be, but it was also fun and nostalgic to actually listen to all these theme songs that I grew up with. Um, 
So anyway, the song I actually ended up going with was actually kind of, I wasn't really that surprised, but I thought I was going to go with something else. And then I found myself humming the theme song randomly one day. And I'm like, oh, dude, it's got to be this one then. So the one I picked was actually the Taxi theme song from the TV show Taxi. Uh, it is also known as Angela's theme. So, uh, just really quick about the TV show. The TV show came, came out in 1978, and it lasted for five seasons. Um, Taxi is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I love the ensemble cast. I love the comedy drama. There's, it's, it's such a fantastic group of actors with Judd Hirsch, Mary Lou Henner, Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, Tony Danza. Um, it's just, it, it goes on and on. Um, and, and definitely the theme song I've always been a fan of. Uh, I really like this kind of jazz fusion, uh, kind of smooth jazz sound. It really just hooks you in, brings you into like the mood of the TV show for me. Um, really quick. I didn't actually know anything about this song other than I love this song, but I looked up just a little information about it. And it was actually by uh, a musician named Bob James. And this was actually from his album called Touchdown, which, which was his sixth solo album. Um, and it was actually not supposed to be the theme song to Taxi. It was actually written for a character from the third episode. And after they heard it, they scratched what they originally were going to go with and made that their theme song. And I thought that was that was pretty interesting. And I mean, that's why I think the song is great and why it's my favorite, because, you know, even the producers knew they had something good on their hands. Um and and Bob Bob James I learned was a uh, he's he's a jazz key uh, a jazz keyboardist keyboardist oh my god I can't talk a ranger and um, they actually said that a lot of his music especially from his first seven albums were sampled and contributed to a lot of the formation of hip hop which I thought was interesting um, so anyway um, yeah I I love the song it's just it's got a cool vibe to it um, I didn't even realize that this song was as long as it was because I always think of it as like the theme song that goes over the minute of the, the opening credits but this song is actually like over five minutes long and I still actually enjoy the whole five minutes um, but you know definitely what drew me to it was just the snippet of the song that's used over the yellow taxi cab driving over the bridge in the uh, the opening credits of all the episodes for Taxi. Um, I they recommend the TV show for sure. I can't really say much about other music by Bob James, but um, I can attest that the TV show is phenomenal, and this is a great theme song. I'm gonna start out this one. Bob James is—he's a gangster. I love Bob James. Uh, I love Angela. I love um, feels like making love. You need to go back and listen to that one as well. Like he, he gets down on the keys on that one for sure. Taxi is one of those all time favorite shows in my mind. Here's why though. 
that when I first heard or seen a taxi, I hated it. The reason being is because I never watched the show. I always thought as a kid, when that song came on, it was so somber and so like induced you into like a sleep type situation when you're a kid because it's just so relaxed. I was not into jazz at all. So whenever I heard my mom and dad watching that show, I instantly ran back into the room. I didn't want to watch it because I literally saw the taxi. I can visualize, you know, the, the taxi going through. I can hear the horns. I can hear the piano keys playing, the organ that he's on that's going back and forth and then uh, switching over. But then when I actually watched the show and saw it was like a sitcom, I was like, wait, this show is funny. Oh, my God. I could actually watch this crap. So, yeah, I started sitting in the living room when the show came on, kicking my feet up and watching it. And they're looking at me like, is he actually going to sit there? Oh, my God. It was like mind boggling in the situation. But, yeah, Bob James is definitely one of those has been a sample almost I'm not going to say um, his breakbeats is what were sampled the most, but definitely sampled like around that time. It was almost as much as James Brown um, for the fact that, you know, there's so many different iconic tracks that were using his jazz samples as, as breakovers in the situation. So um, kudos to, to, to Bob James and everything that he did, um, everything he brought into the world as far as music and especially how the TV show switched over and took this on as the theme. I think that's what made it, you know, an icon within itself. Had they chosen the other song, who knows how season would have actually gone. But this, um, Barney Miller, um, you know, other shows that came out around that time, it was all about the theme song going into the actual like show itself. This is a killer, man. This, this is one of those. That little bit of a snippet was just enough to get everybody hooked. And it's, it's still one of those iconic tracks today. So cool. So. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> so, um, so I've never seen Taxi. I did go back and I listened to the whole song several times. And then I did also watch the opening credits themes uh, where, yeah, it's the car driving towards you. It comes like through the bridge and all that. Um, <laughs> don't, okay. I like it. It's good. It's a good earworm. At the same time, I can picture myself having it labeled as e-music or being in an elevator waiting to get to the 25th floor. Like, it just seems like elevator music to me. But it's good. I mean, I wouldn't hate it, you know. If I had to be on hold, you know, waiting for an operator and this song came on, I, I wouldn't complain, you know. I, I've heard worse e-music. But, but yeah, it's just like, all right. <laughs> So. Right. Oh come on! I, I I could see this being in a grocery store at least. Oh man, picking <laughs> out some lettuce. Walgreens <laughs> uh, material. Come on out, or JC I think it's like it's. I think there. So my question is, Brandon, is it? Are there actually lyrics to the song? Is this just a version of it, or is it? No, there's no lyrics. Yeah. Okay. All right. Smooth jazz. Do you like jazz, Taj? I thought you liked jazz. No, I I don't. Oh, David <laughs> jazz, but there's no harmonica, so right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's some. I like big band jazz, but like this smooth jazz takes me a little bit to get into. Yeah, no, I like that. I like. I don't know much about Bob James. Um, like, I like the history of jazz, and I like jazz music. And I definitely like all the characters in the show Taxi. Oh, my God. Like you said, Brandon, like, it's got everybody. One of my favorites is Christopher Lloyd. I mean, that's, like, amazing that, you know, you got, they, did they all get, I mean, you might know this, 
Um, did they get their start primarily from the show? Did Jerry say that? Some of them did. Yeah. Um, so Back to the Future was after this. That was like, that's my favorite oh, yeah. go-to with yeah. Christopher Lloyd. But um, yeah, totally awesome, man. Like R.I.P. Christopher Lloyd, man. The full Lloyd's still here. For Lloyd? <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx no. Christopher Lloyd. No, he's uh, still he's here. Around. He's still acting, actually. Yeah, he was. He was in that movie uh, Nobody with uh, yeah, with, uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. He plays his dad, right? Oh yeah, yeah. he plays his dad. Yeah. yeah uh, that's in that movie. By Christopher the way. Lloyd is still around. Let's not jinx anybody just yet, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, he was definitely like my favorite in the show. I think I, and I watched, I remember this was one of those, like I said, we went, we go back to shows and just watch old shit. Right. And this is one of them that we were like, Oh, why don't we check out taxi? Cause we know we like a lot of people in this. So we did that for a little bit and I forgot a lot of it. So I'm going to go back to that for sure. But yeah, the, the song, I think it's like such a weird vibe, that jazz vibe in the seventies. Like I just picture like bell bottoms, you know, everybody's just kinda like walking walking around with like, you know, weird the weird colors and like, you know, the vibe of like New York City where isn't that where taxi was? Was it New York yeah. City? Mm-hmm. Where there are a lot of taxis. Um, yeah, just like, and I've been in New York. I'm from New York. I've been in New York City a ton of times. And I know that city has changed over and over and over again. And uh, every time I see something from like that time period, the music is always the same. So jazz in the 70s, um, I guess, is it a lot different than it is now? Like, I like Dave Matthews, but then there's like real jazz bands. And I, I like jazz. I'm just not a huge, you know, I'm like, I, did, I haven't really done a deep dive. I mean, I, I, I can't, I'm not a jazz aficionado, but I do like jazz. Yeah. Um, and I don't think jazz really is any different now than it was then because I feel, I mean, the recordings might sound different, but right. I think that, you know, there's always going to be artists who are keeping certain traditions alive. You know, there's still going to be, smooth jazz artists and there's going to be, you know, uh, quartets and, and there's always going to be different jazz players using different instruments and stuff like that. And some more experimental, some jazz fusion, you know, people like Frank Zappa even kind of bringing jazz, you know, uh, to more mainstream in a weird way. Um, I, I just, I think jazz, jazz is also, I think like, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I, I hate to like, not be clear. I, I, don't, I don't know the full details, but I just think that jazz isn't necessarily any different than the 70s, just I think that the uh, production value might be different, but there's always going to be different kind of uh, artists, you know, in every decade. Yeah. But my take, and maybe I'm wrong, but like, it, jazz is like, you know, artists either build songs based off of a genre or like something they have. Jazz always seems like they're the musicians playing with the Adams music. <laughs> like they're playing with the tiny bits of little parts of music <laughs> and, and building from there. Like you know, they're not taking like, you know, <laughs> a whole part of something and bring it in. They're just like, let's play with the individual Adams of music. <laughs> well, there's like, yeah. And there's like, well, there's a band that I like called us three. And I think that's kind of a jazzy band. But it's a hip hip hop jazz. I don't really know exactly like how many bands are like that. They're kind of unique. I'm sure there's other bands like them. I've heard of Dizzy Gillespie and I've heard some of his stuff. And, um, you know, there's a lot of 
jazz that I've I've listened to that I really liked. And I didn't really know what I was listening to. You know, like, I'd love to get into that more. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of, it was unique. So Bob James is, like, composing a lot of good music. I don't even know who he is until, you know, I we did our deep dive here uh, with the song Angela. And, um, yeah, it's great. And it just, it, it definitely, it's, it's, it's so cool how a song like that from a show that was done in the 70s just, it just pulls me right to the 70s. I, I automatically see, like, the, you know, like I said, like the colors, like the clothes, the vibe, everything. It's just, you know, yeah. So that's, that's, that's cool, man. I think 70s was a great time for not only music, but also for artistry, like actors and then everybody coming out of that set. Like, um, you were mentioning actors that came out of a taxi, uh, uh, John Travolta came out of Welcome Back, Cotter. You know, that was that was yeah. one of his his first like major roles in the show, uh, coming out of stuff, and it's like you've known all his iconic work coming out of there. When it comes to jazz, man, you've got so many different genres of jazz, just like you do in every other genre of music. You know, you got different artists from Bob James to Boney James to Bradford Marcellus and and back around. So jazz is always going to be around, and it's good. Yeah, and there's big. I mean, there's people today who are trying to emulate, you know, the classics like Miles Davis, uh, Charlie Parker. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Those names ring a bell, and I just have not listened to their stuff. And I, 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 I gotta do it, man. I gotta do it. It may happen sooner rather than later now because of uh, what Taj said. What? <laughs> You're not the biggest fan of jazz, so that might be happening sooner, guys. I, 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 no, I like jazz. Agreed. I just, <laughs> modern jazz, like, I don't know. Like, I like older jazz, like 60s beatnik jazz, big band jazz, you know, yeah. Kenny G is coming. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is first, Kenny G or Yanni? I, I, I just prepare myself. <laughs> uh, props to Kenny G. You know, he's, I'm sure he's got, like, it's clarinet, though, right? Like, is it clarinet jazz? Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. But, come on, man. How many albums does that guy sell when he just plays a clarinet? <laughs> All I can think of is Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> going at it <laughs> with the flute <laughs> and how that compares to how I think Kenny G does in his concerts when he's just going around playing his, his smooth jazz and everybody's but, just flying over him and I'm like, oh lord. Why? Yeah, but I mean, like, like think about like bands like Jethro Tull and what they were able to do. You know, this like <laughs> jazz jazz fusion or even like even classic jazz artists um, like Miles Davis would yeah. do some weird experimental stuff. Oh, really? Um, he was psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I mean, I, there's one album called uh, Bitches Brew. Listen to that. Yes, and, and the drugs definitely attempted to that. Yeah. I'd say uh, Nina Simone is really good. That's a, that's one that comes to mind. But uh, yeah, I've got like uh, there's probably like a few jazz players that I've that I've really liked over the over the years. Yeah, jazz uh, players, singers, composers. I don't know. I get it. Yeah. You talking about KBG though, I'm, I'm done. Come throw up. <laughs> Hey man, there's a place. There's a place for everybody, right? He's got like millions of albums that he sold. He's got a cult following, man. I'm not mad at his cult following. I'm just mad that everybody was so attracted to his little curly locks that he had. It was like, bro, no. Oh, that's like how many artists had curly locks that just had people fiending over him? Yeah, but it wasn't jazz, man. It was rock. <laughs> And was it was it a saxophone? No, it wasn't for Kenny G. 
I think he was. Uh, I think he was. Wait, you was sure it? it wasn't a saxophone? I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's not a saxophone. I, I, oh, and, cor- and correction, I was I was thinking of Christopher Lloyd, the producer for Modern Family. He's the one uh, that not uh, Christopher Lloyd. So I got mine crossed up. I apologize for that. That's well, all good. <laughs> all right. So before this becomes a jazz episode, why don't we go ahead and uh, we have nothing more to say. Do you guys want to turn the the channel and uh, flip the record? Yeah. What is yeah. that? Side B of the record? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... Or, or channel B. Or channel B. Channel B. <laughs> all right. Channel Today two. it's going to be channel B. Um, yeah. So on 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 this side of the of the uh, the record here, or channel B, however you want to look at it. Uh, kind of goes along with our theme today. We don't always do that. We don't always pick a record or a choice album that goes with uh, the theme, but this one definitely does and kind of did it on purpose too, but also because I've been wanting to talk about this band for a while. And, um, I, I have a lot of CDs in my collection and I've watched a lot of, you know, shows. This is not a sitcom, but a show um, from the early 2000s, the mid 2000s. And the show's called Smallville. If you're a, a fan of like Superman, this is all about Superman growing up and great show. Um, the theme song is even, even better for me. And I, I just really gravitated to, uh, this band. My, my band pick for our choice album is Remy Zero. R-E-M-Y-0. Uh, they're no longer around as a band. Uh, actually, the drummer, um, unfortunately, had passed away. And he, uh, it was 2010, I believe. They, they just did a reunion in 2010. But um, Gregory Slay was the uh, the drummer. And August, there's so there's brothers, the Tate brothers, right? And they still do a lot of, uh, they still do stuff for other things. And they're still active. Um, and so are the other members of the band, I believe. But uh, August, uh, can Tate and Shelby Tate. And we got Jeffrey Kane, Cedric Lemoyne, and Louis Schifano. So they have a good group. Um, yeah, this album is like, I don't know what it was like. So my, my pick, my song pick is, uh, it's, it's a toss up, but, uh, save me is the theme, right? That's the theme for Smallville. Love the song. Um, that's the one I go to when I, when I pop this on. I want to hear that first and I listen to it a couple times over and over again. Um, but that's, yeah, that, that's my go-to for sure. And I love Smallville because it was just like a character development that I'd never seen for Superman. And, um, I guess for me, it was like one of my favorite shows. And, uh, that was, yeah, that was definitely one of my go-tos. But yeah, Remy Zero, um, they're, they're still doing stuff, but they only had like a couple albums come out. And then after Remy, after, um, the Golden Hum is the album. Uh, that's the, the Golden Hum is my album pick. That, after that, um, album, they, they stopped. So you didn't see Remy Zero after that. They, like I said, they did a, they did another like, uh, reunion type thing. They played something in 2010, uh, back in their home in Louisiana, hometown in Louisiana. And, uh, for one of the players anyway, I think it was the drummer actually lived there. And so they did that. But yeah, after that, you haven't really heard much from Remy Zero. Um, so I, I love this album. Uh, it's not, I don't know if it's my number one pick for albums, but like it definitely brings me back to a, a good place with the show Smallville. And, um, that theme song Save Me is awesome. So just curious what you got y'all's picks were off of this and what you thought of Remy Zero. Um, like I said, this is part of my CD collection. I don't have a ton of stuff in my CD collection. 
but it better be something good. Now it's all digital for me, but if I had it in my CD collection, it was something that I, that I listened to over and over again. So, All right, so I, I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I, I think this album is, this is your Bengals. <laughs> Because for you know how I picked the Bengals and you guys are like you know the Go Go's are way better. Uh, I think this is your Bengals because I listened to this album and several times, but yeah, after listening to it, like every time I was like, man, I wish I was listening to Vertical Horizon or Semi Sonic or, or something else. And um, you know, it's it was good. Don't get me wrong, and and I could see how if this was. Like the album you picked up, other than you know the the other bands I mentioned, how you would grow attached to this. Um, but but yeah, it, it's it was interesting listening to it. I I wasn't the hugest fan of Save Me. Um, if I had to pick, I don't know. The, the first half was pretty good. Um, Over the Rails and Hollywood High was good. Um, I'm kind of toss because i haven't really decided but it's either golden hum or glorious number one is kind of where i'm at for for, for song <laughs> choice off of this album but, but again, so you did like, like some songs like you did like songs but you kind of compare it to like a bigger band like yeah. that, like kind of like genre yeah, yeah they weren't exactly. they didn't really have a lot of uh yeah i think this i to me this album's like a hit album um, one of my other favorite songs is Impossibility, and that's like towards the end of the track or the end of the uh, album. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. Um, I don't agree with you, <laughs> but I can see where you're coming from. And like, yeah, but and that's why I didn't agree with you about the Bengals. So now yeah. you know how I feel. <laughs> They're my Bengals. <laughs> They're your Bengals. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> what What you guys think? Um, well, Diedrich's usually more positive, so let's end on something positive. Um, I, uh, I didn't really like it. Um, I kind of maybe in a way, I kind of feel the same that Taj does. Like, I felt like to me, it felt very generic. It felt like, oh, this sounds like late nineties, early two thousands, you know, pop music and Which not as go good <laughs> as, not as good as other artists. Um, it, it just, it didn't stand out for me. Nothing really stood out for me on this album. You know, like, I did know the Sabi song because I did watch some of Smallville, and I don't remember actually liking that song when it was on Smallville. Like, I would, <laughs> that's an example of skip if I could, you know. Um, this might be the days when I was using, uh, what was it, TiVo? So forward. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I, I didn't like it. Like, I don't, I don't hate it. It's not like, it's not like it was like, um, painful to listen to. It just was very, for me, it was very bland. There just wasn't anything special to it. You know, like they can sing, sure, and they can play their instruments. Um, I hope that they can do that as musicians. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special for me. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't get there. I want to, I, I don't want to always hate everything you do because I don't want you to knock Nick Cave next time. But, um, yeah, I just, I couldn't get, I couldn't get to it. Like this just not, this isn't for me. Like maybe if I had listened to it around that time, maybe I would feel differently, but I never heard about this band until to, you know, till you introduced the album. Um, 
you know, but I could like you could probably make the same argument about some of those bands in the late 90s, 2000s that are no longer with us that I liked. But because I listened to it then, I still have like a soft spot for certain bands from around that time that now if I go back and listen to, I know that it's probably not very good, you know, but because I listened to it then. I, I like it for nostalgic reasons. So anyway, so it just wasn't for me. Um, if I, if I had to pick a song and it would not be easy, I gotta be honest. Um, I guess maybe over the rails in Hollywood high might be the one, but I just had a hard time trying to even pick one song that really stood out for me that I liked. Um, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not the worst album. It just, it just wasn't unique enough for me to really get behind it. So yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, I don't think it is for everybody, actually. I think it's one of those, it's like an in between band in the early to mid 2000s that, uh, well, really early thought 2000s that, uh, I think they got swept under the rug pretty quick. Um, you know, the drummer passed away, you know, and they, but they, they did disband before that. And, uh, um, definitely like for, for the sake of a theme song, I really love the theme song. I really love that show. It was one of my go-to shows. So I think it, for me, it's, it's, it's that. And then something about having that physical CD, got a CD over like a digital track. There's just like, I think Brandon, you can relate to this with records, right? It's not just CDs, but like just having like something that you could play and you can't hear it unless you have, you know, a CD player (laughs) or a record player. And if your needles broke on your record player, you're screwed. You got to go buy a needle. So there's like, there's a chore involved and there's like a whole journey that that's, that means you really want to hear that music, you know? So like later, later years, you know, everything's digital. It's just, it's a lot easier. Not that I don't like being able to hear whatever I want at any time, but, um, so that's part of it. Having that, that was something that I was, you know, definitely younger, but, uh, being able to, you know, pull that CD and, uh, my older car, well, my last car had the CD player. <laughs> I don't think, I guess they can buy them with CD players now. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. So, Dietrich, okay. Thanks. So for me to put my little positive spin on it, this, this is where I took it. Um, I had to look at it from two different angles, right? Because Save Me is a completely different song from any other song on the album. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it definitely, yes, it has that 90s, 2000s vibe to it. But that being said, I looked at the other songs as where would I put them? Each song, pretty much I could put in a different movie. And I think that's how the production came from it. Like, I feel like this is a, and it's not gonna, it's not, I'm not trying to make it sound bad, but, but this is the way I'm coming across this. I feel like this is a production album, meaning like they had different producers, different songwriters, different folks involved and having a hand in it. And it's very polished. It's very, um, it's very to the letter of each song for what it is. There's not a lot of surprises or, or, or rawness that you can take out of it. Like it's, it's very like mainstream type music listening to. And I honestly didn't have a problem with that. I, I know the difference in the music. That's why I can pull it out. But, but in all honesty, these were well produced songs. Um, were they like the best songs in the world? No, but they definitely had a tune or a sound to them that kind of made the album a cohesive fit. Save Me, it definitely was one of those standouts, especially when you relay it to, you know, Smallville and, and what it stands for and then how it, how everybody could take the title and coincide the two. 
I think my favorite tracks on here is Impossibility or uh, yeah, uh, what was it? Possibility, Possibility, Impossibility, Impossibility, and Smile. I, uh, the beginning of Smile came in and sounded like it was really gonna, really gonna go hard into a rock, and then it, it goes down into a somber and then comes builds back up. So those are those are my two picks. If I had to pick, I couldn't pick one, but if I had to pick a couple of picks, those would be my picks off of it. For the most part, I can see why you like the album, um, because it definitely had that edge and that feel for that time frame. I just think looking back at it now, as opposed to like other artists, like I can tell the difference in REM then than REM now type situation versus right. this band. They disbanded. You tell that they had a lot of internal turmoil, turmoil because of such. But this was a a a the record labels album, not necessarily the artist album, and maybe that has right. something to do with why they broke up, so to speak. Well, you got the Tate brothers that actually were like big on production. So you're, you hit it right there. And they did a lot more than just Smallville. And they're still doing stuff now. So that's kind of like where they're at. I think that it was kind of like a handpicked band for the fact that they were coming out with uh, Save Me for Smallville. So, you know, I think the whole album's engineered around that. Okay. But, yeah. Like you, you know, your picks were similar to my picks. I mean, yeah. um, I definitely like, yeah, I like the whole album and impossibility was like one of my favorites because it starts off with that crazy drums, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then it just goes into like a faster song, which I like, you know, uh, it's slow and fast, but yeah, it's like part of it's like, okay. Yeah. It's engineered, but I like that kind of music. Gotcha. And honestly, this had sat on the shelf for a while. Uh, I'm, pulling a pick for I'm pulling a pick for my CD collection that I I wanted to see what you guys thought of and I knew that you probably y'all hadn't heard this album um, so that's part of where I'm coming from yep. um, and it's definitely not somebody's worst album it's not somebody's no. favorite but uh yeah no I like I like your all's take on it and I like I like just the fact that it's um it's a it's a revisiting of music from that time and you know Taj I liked your you know your your comparison for sure for like some of the other bands that were like obviously still big now and right. they kind of have a similar sound you know it's like they were they were playing on what was popular at the time and that's right. where you're getting that you know the whole engineered sound Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but you know, so popular back in the day, and now, yeah, now it's kind of like you can pick it apart. You know, if you if you listen to it enough, you can kind of understand where it was coming from. And that's like off of my first impression before going back and listening through again. That that was my first impression of it. Was it was definitely engineered for. Yeah, absolutely. And then you know they made like like every artist out there, they made they made something. It's worth a listen for me. Any anything yes. that's out there. But uh, uh, Brandon, that's real funny. I, I I learned some information. This is a side note. Uh, you mentioned this is one of your your band picks, your choice album picks. Frank Zappa from an earlier earlier episode, uh, but uh, I just I learned information that my mom used to live in California, and so she used to like go to a lot of parties, and she knew a lot of people, and I didn't know all of her stories, but she used to she used to party with Frank Zappa. <laughs> So oh, when cool. she was, yeah, she was a flower child pretty much. And nice. the, for a short time, she had a lot of money, um, for different reasons. I don't know exactly what her life was like, but yeah, she was in with that crowd and, and that's, that happened. Nice. <laughs> Blew my mind. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I'd like to get more stories out of her for sure. But, uh, I don't know she wants to tell me all the stories. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear all the stories. I don't know if you want to either, man. <laughs> 
not, not saying nothing, not implying nothing. I'm just, I'm just right. saying there's, there's a lot of stuff that people take to the grave, and there's reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's that's a cool situation. Huh? Okay, nice. Well, should uh, before we we pick up that needle, Taj, do you have homework for us? I do have homework. <laughs> Okay, so um, if anybody's following along with my with my personal order of, of tracks, you know, I should be doing a male artist that was pre two thousands. I'm switching up my order. I'm substituting it because of a topic um, that is going to be two picks from now. So I'm flip flopping my my two male artists. So I'm actually doing a male artist that's post two thousands uh, for to match a later theme. But anyways, uh, that's why I'm making this switch. <laughs> In case you're wondering, so the artist I'm picking to actually has a relationship with a previous artist that I picked, um, and that will come into play later on. Uh, the and so I'm picking the first album of his that I learned he made a bunch of albums before I listened to him. Ever since this album, any of the albums he's made, I've I'm always listening to him. Um, so the artist I'm picking is Frank Turner, and the album is Tape Deck Heart. So anybody's, anybody know him? Nobody? <laughs> no, I'm just surprised you didn't pick a female pop artist. No. No, I told you I had to flip my male, my male artist. So I did, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I know the name. Okay. Yeah, like a little bit. What, what, what is the album again? Tape Deck Heart. Okay. Yeah. So, but that, that's that's my my choice album that I'm giving to you guys for homework. So. Okay. Right. Cool. Okay. So, um, I'll go and wrap things up. Uh, so you can find this on our website of choicetracks.com or email us at choicetracks at gmail.com. Um, please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Uh, let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. Welcome back, Dietrich. <laughs> and y'all, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> let's go ahead and pick up that needle, but you keep spinning those choice tracks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>